Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this retro review, we're going to be talking about Atlantis, but before we go any further, just a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do hit that subscribe button on YouTube or audio platforms. And also just a big thank you to Patreons who get access to this a week earlier than everybody else. So without all of your support, it really couldn't happen. And also Patreons also get to kind of suggest what movies we um, talk about as our retro review. So let's first talk about Atlantis. Um, I'm going to be honest, I had never seen this movie. This was one of those movies that was why I kind of went, shall we watch this? Because a lot of talk about it, it keeps coming up every time I do one of those online polls of what Disney movies have you seen? I missed this one and I watched it and I was like, hmm, okay. Why did I miss this one? But um, had you seen this one beforehand? I had seen this one before, um, not in theaters, but I had seen it on the DVD release. Yeah. Uh, so early 2000s. I remember enjoying it quite a bit at, at the time, but I also couldn't really remember it very well outside of a couple clips here and there. Uh, so not precisely new, but new enough that I, I got to go into it with only the expectation that I knew I had liked it. Yeah, I, I was kind of like, hey, okay, this is cool. This is a really good, I enjoyed this one. Um, obviously, it was Michael J. Fox, wasn't it, the main voice for it? Yes, Michael um, J. Fox played Milo. I do not. I, I had for a second because I, but you know that uh, for a second because there's been a lot. Of, sounds like Tom Holland, but no, it is. It was. It, it kind of had that young voice to him, and I was. I can see why people are saying it now. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I mean, the whole kind of adventure, and then kind of the thing of like the mercenaries turning their things and finding someone down there, and I just thought it was just really good. And it's. I mean, it's a, in some ways it's a little bit. Ab. It very sort of predictable of where it was going um but i was like yeah this is why did i not see this one i do not understand why this would have been something i would have loved um, i'm trying to think when did this one come out 2001 uh prior to 9-11 so this was uh i think around i want to say may or june probably it it's 19 yeah. years ago so i'm not going to get the exact date down but yeah it was 2001 um, it was a, a great little pulpy adventure, you know, style of Indiana Jones, kind of mixed with Star Wars in there, uh, but also the 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 pulp uh, movies from way back in the day, 30s, 40s, 50s, and it it was a really good uh, take on them. Really enjoyable, lots of action. There was enough humor to keep it going, but like you said, you know, it goes A, B, C. You can p predict everything that's going to happen in this movie several times before, like you can pick out who the bad guy is going to be within the first 10 minutes. The only way they could have telegraphed it more is if he had like the twirly mustache and going, <laughs> you know, um, it's not really going to surprise you. It's, and I think that was one of the big complaints back in the day. It was very by the numbers adventure, but it was still well done by the numbers. Well, yeah. Cause like when it come out, obviously I would have been about 20. So therefore I would have been right at that point of something with it. Again, that was right, I think, at the era where Pixar was at its absolute best and was, like, knocking out fantastic ones. And I think, just looking at it now, and this one and Treasure Planet and a few others from around that era were, like, they were... Uh, they just weren't interesting. They just didn't. And that's why it didn't catch my attention. It's why there's no... There's no attractions. There's no shows. This, this isn't included in any... You know, you go to the Disney parks, this movie does not exist for because it didn't hit the numbers that it was supposed to. Yeah, and I always assumed that this was going to be the replacement for the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride, which was getting fairly old even by 2000. Um, 
and it eventually became Finding Dory or Finding Nemo, yeah. obviously. Uh, apparently, that was actually a rumor going on. I didn't realize it at the time, but yeah, uh, I guess they closed that ride in like 2002 and everyone was like, they're turning it into an Atlantis ride. And obviously, they did not because it stayed 20,000 leagues for a while. Uh, but to go back to the point you're talking about, how it, it kind of just kind of disappeared into the, the Disney archive. We're, it's in like that second dark age that would go from uh, dinosaur, maybe Tarzan, depending on yeah. how. Tarzan's uh, too good for that. Yeah, I think Tarzan, yeah. so next one in line, which was Dinosaur, or maybe Fantasia 2000, if you want to include that. Yeah. All the way up until Bolt, or the movie after Bolt, which was Princess and the Frog. Uh you know, you, you forget all those movies in there. They had Treasure Planet, Home on the Range, Dinosaur, uh, Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons. Most of these I haven't even seen. Uh, but they, yeah. they, they, they have no presence in the parks. There's no merchandise for any yeah. of them. You never hear any mention of them. I'd forgotten Home on the Range existed until um, Alan Menken mentioned it in his little uh, – concert at d23 where it's like yeah so i'm gonna bring this song up i know most of you haven't heard it because i know how many of you saw the movie it's from home on the range it's like okay i don't even know why you're playing this but yeah that one needs to go on the list because that's going to be i think that one and meet the robinsons need to go on our retro Fine. review list because i meet the, meet the robinson sure never seen it uh everything i've heard of home on the range is that it's just torture <laughs> We'll have, to, we'll, have to, we'll have to we'll have to definitely do that one now put that one on the list because All right, anyway. in some ways it's quite not, it's, yeah but it's that weird thing for me of like they were, like you say there's that whole era right and i and skipped and it's you know atlantis treasure and like watching atlantis it's like yeah i can see why this happened this is a it is an enjoyable movie i enjoyed it it was nice in the middle of the current situation it was actually kind of quite nice watching a new movie it kind of, it felt like I mean there was some of the visual effects were going okay is this a little bit older but Jenny was like oh I'm watching a new Disney movie I've not seen this before this is quite nice it was quite like, I've not seen a proper animated movie from Disney for over a year now so it's quite nice. Well, there's that too, and also you kind of look back at it, and if you didn't tell me this was a Disney movie, there's really no indication of what that it is a Disney movie, and I think that probably worked against it back in 2001 because yeah they were still kind of riding that uh, Mulan. Hercules, Tarzan. Uh, so they, they weren't as popular as The Lion King and Aladdin and all that, but people were still had this idea of what a Disney movie is. They're singing, uh, there's an action, there's a, a Mushu-style sidekick, and this doesn't have any of that. No. There, there's no singing. It's very serious. I, some of the, the secondary characters maybe fill that Mushu role, but they're, they're not quite on the same level. The, the explosive experts certainly had a couple of great lines. The 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 um mole was yeah mole odd. kind of kind of because some i was half expecting him to villain up but he didn't really kind of fully go that way and he was kind of like you said he almost could have been a, a dog he was that kind of um it's, yeah it was really a sidekick with no that didn't speak and just got up to mischief and the other characters the other mercenaries that like t turned at the end it was a bit like they didn't they didn't even need to be there there was that kind of thing around they were completely extra characters that weren't needed yeah, and they had individual good moments, like Cookie, uh, not Cookie, uh, Sweets, the doctor. Yeah. Uh, he, he was really entertaining. They, they did a great job with him, but at the same time, he really didn't contribute all that much to the plot. The the mechanic, the woman, had a couple of decent lines, didn't really the other, do much. There was the other guy with the mustache and the, and the photographer woman. It was like, they could have con maybe condensed them down to a couple of characters mm -hmm. rather than like five generic non, yeah. I mean, even like the villain and stuff, um, 
obviously like with the with the girl sidekick that he had it, it kind of was, was like okay i didn't quite see where it was all going with that one but um i thought as a whole i mean there was a whole thing where the, you know they're doing the races through with the with the um with the, like these like i can't even know like dolphin stingray ships that they go underwater with you know they all seem to pick up how to fly them very quickly <laughs> it was like... that's true <laughs> and it was very convenient that uh it was lying there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the characters who have personality who survived. Uh, you know, it was a yeah. Christmas miracle right there. But all told, it was still enjoyable. You know, that entire sequence where the they get attacked by the uh, the Leviathan uh, was a lot of fun. You can definitely tell it's very early attempts at CGI. You know, it, it's 2001. Uh, it looks pretty good for the age, but you're also never going to be watching it right now going, oh yeah, I, I, that looks like maybe a model. No, it, that's CGI. Absolutely. Wonderful. And also, I'll be honest, when the movie started and I was getting all the subtitles, oh, that was weird. I, I, turned, off, I turned it off. I thought Disney Plus, because some people get this with Disney Plus, where it flips languages and all the subtitles come on. And I was like, I've set, set the English language and I've got, got subtitles on. They came on and I'm like, Oh, oh, and I, I stopped it twice to check that you know, I thought Disney Plus was playing up. <laughs> well, it was weird. I, I assume that you saw it the same way I did, which was uh, normally when you have subtitles for a different language, it, yeah. it's normally very clear that that's part of the movie. It'll be like yeah. burned in uh, part of, and yeah. they, these came up on the screen. They had like a black border around them, like, yeah. like they were closed caption support. And it's like, <laughs> What uh, this is weird. That was a very <laughs> odd stylistic choice. And then, of course, yeah, they're they're speaking Atlantean, uh, and once they start speaking English, like oh, okay. They're, they're, but yeah, it's like why didn't you burn it in like you normally do with uh, other language subtitles? Well, I I, I can guess the fact of you know like you know I, yeah I don't know. I just, it just it's the fact that I did literally turn the app. I turned stopped it came out of it restarted it and made sure i had i thought i had the right settings on because it was just like oh man oh it's because i i get reports of this constantly about disney plus where it will flip to a different language and stuff in the app so i was like oh it's just playing up but no it wasn't it was just, just and i was like oh okay fine but no i i really enjoyed it um you know i'd give it a, i'd probably give it like a three out of five it was kind of very much in the middle it wasn't anything groundbreaking but i was i enjoyed it um, I thought the main character was fun. I mean, the whole thing of him trying to get... It definitely was like very Indiana Jones at the beginning. And obviously with him staying and all the rest of it, yeah, I thought that was great. And yeah, just as a whole, I just was just like, yeah, that was a nice, easy, good movie. I mean, they made a sequel. Um, but definitely, I don't that know where that one will go. Early 2000s, uh, everything got a sequel <laughs> at Disney. Cinderella 2, Little Mermaid 3. Uh, Cinderella 3. <laughs> did Fox and the Hound get a sequel? I think Fox and the Hound even got a sequel. That's yeah. the, you know you're reaching at that point. And it's like, yeah, I, I was reading that apparently they were planning on spinning off a TV show out of yeah. this. Like, even during production, they're like, we're going to make a TV show. And, of course, it didn't do very well at the box office, so they canned that. And a lot of the ideas that they were going to use in the show ended up in the sequel. I don't know if I ever saw the sequel, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if I want to see the sequel, to be honest. I, I don't know how it was received. So I, I don't know if that should be on the list or not. 
I will do some research independently and decide if I want to, uh, but it's not a priority at the moment. Yeah, I feel like I was like, I need to make a list of all the movies I've not seen on Disney Plus that I should have watched. Well, and that's it's like, yeah, because it's like, in some ways, it's kind of quite nice being able to go and watch something like Atlantis and you're seeing it for the first time. And it's like, it's in some ways, it's not a retro review because you're not really, you haven't got the nostalgia goggles on it at all. It's completely fresh and, and you, know, you go back and watch like jungle book well i have seen jungle book a thousand times whereas this is like okay i'm looking at this purely now as what it is and yeah it, it's solid i would definitely recommend if you haven't seen it watch it because i i enjoyed it it wasn't amazing but it was good enough um just you know, i would, I would go movie. past i'd go past good, good enough. enough it was yeah. enjoyable it was a good popcorn film just you know enjoy the ride of it uh, it's got some good action sequences it's got enough humor i, I know i said this earlier okay. but it's got enough humor to, to keep you going through it the characters yeah we kind of rag on them being a little maybe too many and and yeah. a little generic but they do actually have personality and some of them especially sweets and i think also the demolition guy whose name yeah. is escaping me at the moment were at least very entertaining uh it's worth watching, especially if you did not see this back in the 2000s, and it certainly would suggest that a lot of people did not. Check it out. It's, it's a solid movie. Definitely one of those highlights of that second Dark Age. Um, yeah. the, the other one being uh, Lilo and Stitch, which is probably the only movie out of that entire block that people really remember. Uh, the Emperor's New Groove being the other one, but it didn't get much merchandising. I think people kind of came to that one later. I think it's funny. I think with um, Emperor's New Groove, I always think that one, that one kind of, again, it's a different generation because there's a lot of, there might be some people who are like going, this was the base movie. This is like, well, if you were at that right age when this movie came out and you were at, 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 right at that peak point of being into Disney movies as a kid, you know, it might have, it might have been a big thing, but generally, you know, it didn't hit that same market and you can tell you can just tell that whole era i mean i've been like you said stitch is the only character that's got any any kind of presence at disney theme parks because yeah. of that Maybe but con yeah. conversely the pixar characters from this era are all over the place because monsters inc came out the same year as atlantis yeah. uh finding nemo was a couple years later uh, you know, Toy Story 2, Bugs Life, all of that. They're all over yeah. the parks. Yeah. They, there was definitely a shift to Pixar, which makes the fact that they let Pixar go after these movies even even weirder. But that's that's not the Yeah, that's something you definitely need to watch. I think it's episode five of the Imagineering story where, they, yeah. where Bob Iger talks all about how he suddenly got this eureka moment when he was sat in Hong Kong watching the parade opening up and going, we don't own these characters, people. Buy them. <laughs> <laughs> It, anyway, that has nothing to do with Atlantis, but it is. But yeah. it, it was one of the baffling decisions of the early two thousands for Disney. Uh, in any event, Atlantis it it is a it's a good fun family movie. I definitely recommend watching it. Yeah, definitely a very interesting movie. Um, I'd kind of give it like three out three point five out of five. Yeah, three point five out of five. It's kind of like seven out of ten. It's kind of like it's good enough. It's not. I wouldn't even say you like say good enough. Is like makes it seem bad. It's like it's not bad at all. It wasn't. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I would watch it again. I don't know if it's. I it would be high on my, you know, 
um, it's always interesting as well with Disney Plus of like what people, what kids are just watching on repeat. I don't know if Atlantis is one that people, but um, there's probably some kids watching that. I'm, well, they, they do say that every movie is somebody's favorite and every movie is somebody's introduction. I'm sure there's somebody, at least a few people out there who do just love Atlantis and they watch it once a week or more frequently. Um, I could see myself watching it again. Um, I don't know, like if, if my parents wanted to watch it or if my sisters, you know, we had a, you know, a family get together of some sort and like, what do we want to watch that we don't normally watch? Because Disney movies have been a tradition in the family. Um, I've, I've mentioned it in the past. Going to my grandmother's and watching the classics on the VHS tapes was like a highlight of our summers. So being able to do that here uh, with family and be able to go, all right, we're going to watch Brother Bear or we're going to watch Atlantis or, or you know, Treasure Planet. Yeah. It's absolutely something I could see doing. Yeah, it's also as well. This is a, a movie I don't really remember seeing much being advertised on TV around like Christmas time and stuff to watch kind of thing. So that might also be part of it, like you say, of that family viewing. But definitely would recommend if you haven't seen it, go watch it, especially right now where there's not a lot of new stuff. Jump into that back catalogue on Disney Plus, see what's going on, see how it's all working and stuff. And that's the kind of the cool thing really for um, Disney Plus. But Again, just wanted to say a big thank you also to all of our patrons for helping support, um, including Seth, Jacob, Sarah, Joshua, The Juice, What's on Netflix, Andrew, and also Julie for all of your support. Readers make all the difference. And as I said, the patrons do get access to these episodes uh, over a week early than everybody else before we let them, everybody else see it. But if you want to support us, you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash what's on Disney Plus. And on that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us, and we shall see you guys soon. Later.